Organic as possible. As you know possible. What I mean? Cool. Yeah. Welcome to Let's Do Humans, though, TJ. Thank you so much for having me. Would you like to be known as? Is it TJ Atkinson or TJ A Life? TJ A, B. TJ A. TJ. TJ. Oh, sick, 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 sick. What does TJ stand for? Tolu Jacob. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a lot more fun because sometimes I use Jacob, sometimes I use Tolu. Oh, in fact, only my mum calls me Tolu now. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm in trouble still. So, that thing is actually true. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in trouble, parents still respond back to you as your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Tolu to say it as well. You just know what time it is. I'm like, mum, what have I done now? Yeah. No, I was just calling you. I said, nah, 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 I'm in trouble. No, no, there's something in it. Absolutely, absolutely. 100%. Do you know what the thing is? When I was going through, well, usually when I go through social media, there's two types of people that I come across that. I, I usually tend to skip past their pages. Okay. So those two are first the traders. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tend to find that there's a lot of traders trying to sell you products. It's yes. like, oh yeah, look at me. I got a Lambo when I was 19, like, yeah. and, and I bought five houses when I was like 20. Yeah. And by the time I'm 30, I'm a billionaire. I'm, I'm, I'm a billionaire. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. rolling with Bill Gates yes. and, and them, man. And then, and then the second group used to be like, they, they well, still is to a certain extent, used to be the property guys. Yes. Because there was always this conception or the, the idea that they were selling properties for free. They were just saying that, okay, join my movement. Yes. Um, jo- join my page and I'm going to show you how to jump onto the property ladder mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. free and you can yeah. buy 10 houses by the end of the year. Yeah. But when I went onto your page, there was something slightly different. Okay. And what I saw that it was like a comedic and a real element, because what tends to happen with those other pages that I just described is when you go on them, then it seems to be this formatted form more structure to what they do they're very stiff the human nature is missing yeah. so it becomes a bit like distrusting it's like oh whoa 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 is this another yeah. like pyramid scheme is it is a fire festival all over yeah. again <laughs> yes do you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. but there's a lot more to you and i was like okay cool like i want to see more about who the individual yeah. is and what they're on about and i've been following your page ever since yeah. and i think you're giving us some really fantastic like content can you, you tell me a bit about like some of the work that you do and your yeah, entry to property yeah. so talking about that i think mm. that's one of the mistakes a lot of people make mm they give this impression that they're this formal, stiff um, business person. And that's not what business is about. 100%. I didn't get into business to become this stereotype of what business is. Mm. I am myself and I happen to be in business. Myself is this person who... I want to make a lot of money. Yeah. And in making a lot of money, I want to enjoy the experiences. Mm. So I don't need to put on this pretense or this facade of this is who I am because who I am is this fun, crazy person. And I happen to have a specific knowledge that I acquired for myself. Mm. And now I want to share it with the world. world, And I think that's an error a lot of people make because Mm. I get a lot of customers, especially through YouTube, through Mm. Instagram. And they say, I don't know what it is. I've come across other pages. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I can work with you. It's the same thing that kind of caught me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, mm. yes. Sim- mm. Similarly, because there's that human element. Mm. I just happen to be fortunate enough to have something that you need. Yeah. And that's why you can resonate and you can see that, okay, this person can teach me mm-hmm. because it's an informal relationship. Yeah. Doesn't not make me serious because mm-hmm. I'm as serious as the next person when it mm-hmm. comes down to doing you the work. You display that you know what you're talking about. That's yeah, it. But again, I find it difficult because there's some people that you can clown and clown and clown around and mm. you won't get any business because people are going to say, this is the clown. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm confident that my content and my ability 
kind of weighs up for me just messing around yeah. 99% of the time. But do you think that when it comes to sort of showcasing yourself as a business personnel, yeah. there's this stigma that you have to be that professional, yeah. you have to have that image. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But no nowadays you've got various businesses, like outside of property, there's so many businesses where you can be yourself yes. and you don't even have to be face to face with a client because it's done over online. So you can be yourself as an individual, you can look as crazy as you want, you can act as you want, but you can still provide a great yeah. product. So where does that tie in with the property game? Okay. Like, do you so, have to come into a certain type of yeah well okay my definition or my understanding of going into business was simple mm. freedom yeah and this is actually what i sell yeah. i i happen to be in property i happen to be a public speaker i happen to sell a number of different packages and courses and things mm. like that but fundamentally what i sell is mm. what i desire which is freedom mm. so i give people the ability to buy back time mm -hmm. the problem with that is people who are getting into these different kind of schemes they mm. don't know why they're really getting into it yeah yeah so if you're seeking freedom and you see that someone is selling the ability to be free mm -hmm. so me personified is free mm. 99 percent of times if you see me in my high street mm -hmm. i'll be wearing tracksuit bottoms a pair of flip-flops and my hair will not be cut yeah. because i don't i've got through this idea of trying to fit into the stereotype of what a business person is, is yeah. i'm all about the freedom to be myself mm. and to live life on my own terms. Yeah. And that's what I teach people. That's why I'm so against the tradition of what a stereotypical businessman is. Yeah, yeah. In the property game, they all look a certain type of way. Their mm. videos are all the same thing. Oh, hi. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yo, it's only going to reach a certain type of people. Yeah. My work only reaches a certain type of people, mm. but it reaches human beings. 100%. It reaches people who want to see that this guy knows what he's talking about, he's experienced, but mm. also he can take me on a journey and show me what true freedom is, mm. which means you don't have to be like everyone else. Mm. When I get on some of my stages, I wear flip-flops. Oh, my, toe, my toes are always done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure you get up. Yeah, yeah, get, get my toes done properly. <laughs> but I'm ultimately about trying to show a group of people that you don't have to conform to mm. a certain stereotype. You can do you as long as it's the authentic you. Yeah. The problem we have in society is this. Everyone says, yo, I'm going to be me. I do me. But you is a very fickle thing because mm. you don't know who you truly who you are. are yeah. Until yeah. you untangle, talk about my book, mm. until you kind of understand who you really are. And that means, just like an onion, we have to unravel yeah. all the information, all the, the, the conversations, all the things that you've been taught. Mm -hmm. That's who you are right now. Yeah. Until you unravel, why do I think this? Why do I behave like this? Why am I like this? That's when you discover who you truly are. That's and true. that's who your authentic self is. But people are running around saying, I'm my authentic self. Yeah. But your authentic self is made up of amalgamation of information that yeah. the, your environment, your parents, your best friends, yeah. um, your schoolmates have created. Yeah. This is me. In fact, this is me dressed up too too much for this. <laughs> this is me. I would love to yeah. come here in my shorts and my flip flops. No, and, and you should, because I mean, going back to like being yourself and free, feeling free within yeah. your own skin is one of the reasons why I, I, I purposely dress the way I do yeah. for my podcast. You see what I mean? Because yes. I, I want the I want the information to resonate, and I want the information to be deep. But at the same time, I don't want people to focus on the vis on the visual side of things. Yeah. Because that might be off putting. Because if I turn up here in a suit and tie, and I'm trying to get certain knowledge out there to a young group of guys, 
they're gonna be thinking this channel's not for me. Absolutely. You see what I mean? Absolutely. Like whilst whilst there's key valuable information yeah. and knowledge out there to be shared with them, but because visually you're kind of restricting it to a specific group, yes. you're, 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 other people are losing out. And and also touching on what you said in regards to people saying that they're the authentic self, they do say you're the accumulation of the five people that you hang around wow. with, yeah. which is an extremely true wow. factor. Yeah, so true. you're here thinking that oh I'm myself, I'm an individual, but really and truly you're acting like every dude or every girl that's around you yes. and combine those into your character that's who you you're are. taking percentages yeah. I mean, that's who you are so in order to be true to yourself you have to unravel from all of that so the reality people. is based on what you've just said every single person is what 20% of who they think who they, they are because really you've yeah. taken bits from every single 100%. person so 100%. you've got to unravel it you've got to find mm. out who you truly are mm. and I think that is when you start your journey of being authentic mm, and also and again it just leads back to what we're talking about with regards to what I do mm. I teach people how to start a property business using the low or no money strategy. Yeah. But before I ever teach anyone about making money, before mm. we start talking about making 10K a month, making 20,000 pound a month, becoming a millionaire, mm. we need to talk about the foundation. Mm. Because a lot of people do not believe that they deserve to make money or become wealthy or successful. Mm. Is that it's part of like the in, imposter syndrome? It's an well? impo- it's yeah. imposter syndrome. Mm. What you what you what you've done is you've taken information from everywhere mm. else and it's become your information yeah. and you've caused yourself to believe it. Mm. Such as we are products of our childhood, we're products of our pasthood, we're products of our parenthood, we're mm. products of our of our environment. Mm. So if you've not been taught the value of money mm. and what money can do for you, every single penny that you make will mm. slip through your fingers. Hundred percent. So there has to be a foundational or a fundamental understanding about why I deserve to have money. Mm. This is why I I was having a conversation with my team um, two days ago and we were talking about why certain people win the lottery Mm. and why 99% of them will never retain that money. Yeah, they get broke in a couple of years. They go broke pretty much immediately. But why is that? It's because the universe is a fair and balanced universe. Mm. So it says that there has to be a balance. You've just won the lottery all of a sudden, Mm. but you didn't go through the process of what it requires to accumulate that money, which Mm. is hard work, the processes, the ups and the downs. It's the lessons Mm. that make you hold on to money. So the universe has a glitch. It says, this person's won the lottery. Here's 20 million. Mm. But you haven't got the foundations to keep that money. So the money leaks. Yeah. Then the universe says, well, there needs to be a correction. Because that money needs to go to the person who understood the process of money, which is hard work, mm. understood the three processes of making money, keeping money, and growing money. And the universe redirects that money wow. back into the right direction. Yeah, direction so it? the point I'm trying to make is, yo, everyone's focusing on, I want to be rich. Mm. But before you can be rich, before you can make any money, you've got to understand what it takes to actually receive that money. Mm. And you've got to, the seed has to be prepared for you to be able to have that money grow that's the problem yeah so when i'm teaching people about property i'm saying yes you can change your life Mm. yes you can start a property business using ridiculously low amounts of money Mm -hmm. but the first thing you're going to hear people say is oh no you can't do that (laughs) yeah because again it comes down to the seed it's a con oh listen i get it all the time i put a post on instagram Mm. recently i I saw it it was hilarious it was hilarious i was dying when i read it yeah yeah. i i try to make a joke of many things because to me on my adverts where i'm saying come to my property Mm. event come and learn this i get it all the time Mm. and i think people that make those sorts of comments you've got to kind of look at them and say for you to take time out of your life Mm -hmm. without understanding something to write con scam Mm. um dodgy Mm. it says a lot about you yeah because for me to call someone a scam or to say something is dodgy Mm. 
I have to have the information. Yeah, it's definitely. a free event. Yeah. I, I, I called out someone recently on one of my events. They said, oh, this is just a scam to sell tickets. Mm. And I wrote back, well, you're clearly quite dumb because it's a free event. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you get it all the time. But yeah. it talks about the seed. It talks about where they are and yeah. their understanding about money. Mm. Another thing people say is, well, if you're so successful, which I've never come to be so successful, mm. I've got relative success. I'm doing better than most people sitting there typing away yeah. bad things. But if you're doing so well, why would you share this information with other people? Mm. I'm like, how do we grow as a people if somebody gains all the information yeah. and holds it in? And holds it in. Yeah. How does it benefit someone else? Yeah. I learned the harsh way. One of my friends became extremely wealthy through the process of hard work. Mm. And then I learned some, a very, very deep lesson because I always had in the back of my mind that we were all grafting, we're all making money. Mm. When someone makes it, we're all set. Yeah. But the reality is that's not it doesn't true. Work that it doesn't way. work yeah. like that. Yeah. I think we always, I mean, growing up, you always have this assumption or you kind of make these like unspoken pact with your boys. They're like, yo, fam, if you hit a mill first here, you know you got yeah, me, you, you, you got me. You know you got me, bro. And at that point, yeah. he doesn't say no because yeah. he really believes he that's the really case. He didn't really believe it, yeah. But life gets in the way, family gets in the mm. way, the desire to grow that money gets in the way. Mm. And he hit a mill and I was like, yo, cuz, what? You see, mm. we, we said we were going to get a jet. We yeah. said we were going to do this. And he's like, yo. Where's uh, the Vegas trip? Yeah, yeah. Where's the, where's the trips that we were promising each other? Yeah. And it woke me up mm. to two things. Number one, what a man makes for himself is for himself. 100%. Number two, it, 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 it was so important because it was a lesson that I would never forget. Mm. We were trying to explain to each other why I was speaking to another friend and I was saying, well, no, that guy's selfish. That guy's this, that guy's mm. that. You know, we set this time frame for ourselves to make mm. X amount of money and he's done it in this time frame. Mm. I had to remove the concept of time mm. from my goals. That's when I started making money. Because there's so much pressure. But if you're truly in business, mm. the fact is you can't see the future. Mm. You don't know what's coming around the corner, but you understand that making money is going to have roadblocks coming at you left, right, center. Yeah. But people are not prepared for that. Mm. So I set stupid parameters in place that I had no control over. Mm. I could start a business today, but the reality is it's never going to be what I think it's going to be. Yeah. So I had set, I'm going to have X amount of money by this period. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do mm. that. You're only setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And to make yourself feel really deflated when it doesn't You know, happen. it's actually incredible you said that because what I'm starting to realise now is that setting figures as goals is very problematic. But setting task completions is something completely yeah, different. Yes, completely different. So I started, I started doing the task completion yeah. instead of the figures. So it's like, you, you know that this particular task can take you to that next level, but mm -hmm. you're not going to say, okay, by completing this task, I'm going to make £100. But what you're saying is that tomorrow I'm going to make sure I drive here and I do, do this and so do and so it. and so I'm going to follow up in this yeah. meeting and after following up I'm going to send an email to thank this individual and so forth so it's setting tasks instead of so figures it's, it's actually interesting because what you've just described is something process driven goals yeah so you follow a process mm -hmm. and that counts as your goal mm. whereas a lot of people are setting their goals on contingents so yeah. you're saying well I will be successful when I make a million yeah the truth is this what if you never make a million you've just set your entire you're life done. up for failure <laughs> yeah. you're done yeah that's and depression hitting your that's heart depression yeah. you, 100%, yeah. depression just comes to you say yo cuz i'm here for you baby yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I, I i've had to learn really harsh ways in terms of many people will not agree with me on this i don't believe there's such thing as happiness i mm. believe that happiness is actually the process or the pursuit to happiness oh yeah, yeah happiness I definitely, yeah. it's journey. a momentary thing That's it's definitely thing. not a destination but people are seeking yeah. this and people are saying well i'm going to be happy when i achieve this specific goal mm. i'm saying you're bringing 
depression, you're bringing mm. calamity, you're bringing stress onto yourself because you will never be happy because happy is that moment. Mm. So what you've got That's to do it. is find the small tiny things, the small tiny goals that you're trying to reach and just keep building and building mm. and building and adding to it. Sorry, I know we were going to talk about property, but I know- No, 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 this is deep actually. Talking. This, I mean, this is all in line with like business. It's all in line yeah. with success and it's all in line with like life in general and what you want out of life. Yeah. And touching on what you said about your friend as well, one thing I've come, I'm starting to realize now by watching people is that if you're expecting things off of others, you're always going to be extremely unhappy. Yeah. That expectation is probably one of the worst things that you can bestow upon yourself yes. as an individual. You see what I mean? So taking self-accountability is like key to like Absolutely. living a fulfilled life to Absolutely. me, in, in essence. Because I'm not expecting you to make my life any better. I should be expecting myself to improve myself in my life. You see, it's interesting you mentioned that. So in my book, Untangling Success, yep. um, I talk about that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. probably. We're going to be talking about it. Okay, cool. So mm. in, in chapter two, no, in fact, mm. in chapter one, mm. I go straight in. So a lot of people will like the book. A lot of people will hate the book mm. because the book is written in such a brutal manner mm. that it will cause you to reflect and say, am I, can I, oh, I don't want to curse. Can I be very, no, you can curse man. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> am yeah. I being a P word that mm. ends with a Y mm. or do I have some work to do? Mm. Just going back to what we're saying about relying on other people. Mm. Many of us have been lied to. Mm. And in, in the book, I talk about why I'm, I hate Disney. And I know it sounds so fickle. Well, the I, company or the, I, or the movies. It's the movies. Yeah, so again, yeah. don't, don't, don't sue us. But, <laughs> but one of the reasons why I don't, and I will probably stop my kids from watching those kind of movies, mm. is because it's a very, very interesting narrative. And it's not intentional. Mm. But if you look at Snow White, if you look at Rapunzel, if you look at those tiny movies, it teaches us that in our uttermost time of need, mm. somebody... It's Some saviour is going to come yeah. and save you. So in the first chapter, we deal with you are in this race by yourself. Life is simply for you and you alone. Mm. All this other stuff of, well, I live in the UK, so there's a benefit system. So if I kind of fall flat on my face, someone will pick me up. Mm. That's the notion in everyone's head, which mm. is why we don't risk. I which see. is why we don't push ourselves yeah. because we're saying, well, do you know what? I'm going to be all right. Mm. Whereas I'm saying on the opposite side of success is effort. Yeah. So you've just got to accept that, listen, if I try something and it doesn't work out, mm. I will fall flat on my face, but I'm not going to be damaged. I can mm. get back up. So going back to the Rapunzel thing, I don't know for, for the listeners if you guys had a good childhood and your, <laughs> and your parents read the story Rapunzel to you. But yeah. there's, a, there's a paragraph in there that mm. says, and it came to pass mm. that the prince was riding through the jungle or the mm. forest and he heard in the distance the sound of somebody singing. Mm. So he rode around looking for the voice mm. and he came to a tower and he looks up and he sees Rapunzel in the window mm. and he falls in love with her. Mm. Now, again, obviously, mm. I'm just giving this as an analogy. The point I'm trying to make is that shit does not happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no one yeah. is casually walking down the street yeah. and they are thinking about how they are going to help you. Mm. You've got to help yourself. 100%. You've got to be your own savior. You've got to say, hey, this is what I've got to do and this is how I'm going to achieve it. Mm. And if you don't achieve it, then cry. Look in the mirror and say to yourself, I did not achieve this, not because of anyone else, but because I didn't do the work, because mm. I am lazy. I procrastinate. So again, in the book, I make you sign, and, and I think it's chapter two. We, 
we deal with what's stopping you from achieving success. Yeah. There are so many things that stop us from achieving the level of success we want, mm-hmm. and it's not due to the environment, it's not due to our friends, it's not due to anyone else apart from ourselves. Yeah. And we've 100%. got friends that gas us up. Yeah. We've all got that bridge in that you might start a business and the business is dead. Yeah. But your brain, you're like, yo, cuz, I see you. Yeah, yeah, you're doing your thing. Yeah, you're doing your thing. But the problem is, you need someone that's going to completely say, yo, mm. that ain't going to work. Yeah. that's not going to work or your friends are saying oh yeah you're so pretty but the reality is you're not pretty <laughs> so no 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 I know that no 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 and it's the same thing for guys as well guys will be get up oh, right you got bare game no yeah. that guy can't draw no chicks yeah. but we don't have that mm. we don't have that so we start to believe these narratives mm-hmm. but on the inside you know that you are the problem 100%. so the point I'm trying to make is if you don't deal with the things that are stopping you from achieving what you want, mm. then you're in trouble because you're believing a lie. Mm-hmm. So it's based on nothing. So number one, I've had to, I had to do an analysis of myself. Mm. So the things that stop me from achieving the next level of success is I procrastinate. Yeah. Um, I can't take correction. Mm. Just there were in the book. I make you list out 10 things. You mm. can't move to the next step until you've self analyzed and said, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm not, comfortable in speaking in public i am shy mm. i have no confidence and then the second step is what are you going to do to deal with those things you've got to face mm. them and deal with them but we're hiding mm. we're hiding because it's comfortable to hide because our friends still allow think, us to hide do you think society now has made us soft so we're scared to criticize others and to criticize ourselves yeah. in particular yeah absolutely yeah. I don't criticize anyone. I see a lot of rubbish online. Mm. I see a lot of Especially people. Especially online, you, I mean, you can't really criticize people online because the thing is, the moment you throw out criticism, you're either a hater. hater. So you, you're either going to get blocked and completely jumped yeah. on by others for, like, I mean, whether it might be yeah. coming from a good place or whatever. So it's becoming even more difficult to do it because everyone assumes that get, putting out positive stuff 24 7 is yeah. going to make someone better when really and truly we all mind correction. Do you know what? You're, you're so right because. I posted something some time ago and it says how to deal with haters. Mm. So it was, I think, a five-minute video, how to actually deal with haters. Um, take deep breaths, count to 10 before you reply, all that kind of mm. stuff. And then I also said at the, at the end of the video that the truth is sometimes mm. the haters are actually correct. Mm. We're so mm. quick to say hater, 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 but your product might be crap. Yeah. And that's why they're saying, <laughs> yeah. yo, this is rubbish. Yeah. That's what or, feedback is there for. It's feedback. It's yeah. actually yeah. feedback. But one of the reasons why I don't critique or leave feedback for many people is because mm. I'm trying to teach people to become that feedback. Mm. So forget trying to look, because feedback is also a form of reassurance. Yeah. So if someone true. gives you feedback, it means mm. someone still watched your video. Yeah. So you're like, they're just a hater, but the world still watched it. Mm. How about you sit down? And this is what many people don't do. Mm. Self-analyze. Mm. I spent a good part of my week sitting down by myself in my office, staring at the wall and having a deep whole conversation with myself mm. saying, yo, what do we need to fix today or this mm. week that will take me to the next level? But many people don't do that. Yeah, because 100%. We can't criticize yeah. ourselves. I, I'm starting to really love the idea of feedback now, especially yeah. since I started doing the podcast. Because I realized that, one, I don't know much about the podcasting yeah. world. Well, I know a lot about the audio world because yeah. my family runs a radio station. But then, number two, I, know, I don't know much about social media, nor do I know anything about YouTube. I just started. So you need the feedback. So I, I love the feedback. So recently, I've been getting a lot of phone calls from friends and stuff because I'm opening up to feedback. And someone just told me, have you, ever, have you looked at your Instagram? In order to even see any of your pictures, I'm, I have to click into it because the sizing is not even correct. Uh, so my friend's, my friend's missus called me the other day and, I, and well, she was sending me voice notes and just giving me feedback and updating me and showing me how to go about like producing stuff online because yeah. she knows it better than me. And I loved the idea. I was like, raw. Okay, I appreciate this. I get it. It makes sense because I went back and reflected and I was like, oh, okay. What she said actually does make okay. sense. So let me ask you this then. 
if that feedback had come in a different form, would you mm. have received it in that way? Being, being completely open and honest. Probably not. If it was like, oh, yeah, um, your posts are shit. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like your Instagram, it yeah. would have been different. Yeah. But it, my, my boy contacted me first. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, my missus has seen something um, on your social yeah. that's not right and people are going to struggle to engage with mm-hmm. it. So she, I'm going to create a group. So add her delivery into the group, is important. The delivery was great it was wonderful yeah. and i appreciate them so much for it and i even went onto my social and were like oh, yo guys i'm gonna make a few changes i might repost some old stuff but bear with me because i'm learning as i'm going along so how would you react if you had hundreds of people go mm. on a youtube page and say oh this is rubbish this is crap this is this see is that's crazy. something that, that that would have probably hurt yeah do you know what yeah. i mean and to be real as a human like yeah. to probably receive that would have been like whoa but at the same yeah. time knowing me I, w- I would probably not fight against the grain. Yeah. I'll take a step back. I won't do it straight away to make them know that they're winning. <laughs> but you know how it goes because at the end of the day, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm reflective and I'm learning. So later on, I'm going to be like, okay, it's if there's so many people are against it, then there's something here. You, you know what's really interesting for me? Um, I'm actively teaching myself. So I'm following my same, my same protocol of mm. facing your demons head on. Mm. So getting the haters, people chatting rubbish, I get excited now mm. because I've built up this resilience in my soul to say, okay, let me read it first. If it's an attempt for feedback, great. Mm. If it's not, mm. I deal with it. Yeah. So as I said, if you ever read any of my comments, I'm fighting these people, not mm. because I'm trying to prove a point. It's yeah. just me actively going into the lion's mouth yeah. to say, cool, you can't what physically yeah. do or say anything mm. that's going to damage what I believe about myself. Mm. Which again, that's why it comes down to, we've got to deal with the foundation before we start talking about anything else yeah, we've got to have definitely. a conversation about what's going on in here mm. th- what everything is built upon yeah. um, and again this is an example of it before we even talk about property we're mm. laying the foundations of what's so crucial yeah, to definitely. set you up to, to, to build you definitely. up definitely because entering into any form of business you need to really self-evaluate like do you know your character what, what type of person are you are you able to even deal with people to even get into property in the first yeah. place because property requires like people skills it requires a certain level of communi- communication so right. skills as well so are you able to calculate are you good with money are you are, do you understand so, percentages and margins and so forth? when i first started my property business um so i started around 2014 2015 okay. and this was the service accommodation business mm. so for the people that don't know service accommodation we do something called rent to service accommodation mm. also known as r2sa yeah which means we have the ability to take on hundreds and hundreds of properties mm. from property owners mm. and we're able to turn them into small boutique style hotels yeah. which means we take their property pay them whatever they're asking for in rent mm-hmm. and then we re-rent it out to corporates contractors tourists and leisure people See, yeah. and they stay per night mm. so what that means is we then charge people per night which mm. means we're able to make 500 pound to a thousand pound a month mm. from somebody else's assets mm. so that's what i go around teaching people mm. but when i found out about this model i went bonkers mm. i said hold on you're saying I can make money from property mm. and I haven't had to buy a buy property. Yeah. I went bonkers. Mm. I rented every property under the sun, under yeah. the moon. So the point I was trying to make about knowing your character before you jump into business mm. was I was the admin. Mm. I was the director. I was the cleaner. I was mm. customer service. But it took a long time for me to realize that my personality and customer service, yo, it's not working. <laughs> Especially being in a guest face in business yeah, where yeah. you're going to get someone saying, oh, hi, um, there's a bit of dust on the floor. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, clean the damn thing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I nearly replied to those kind of emails. <laughs> so at that point, I was business, like, exactly. Yeah. So I had to learn and say, look, this isn't my strong point. Yeah. This isn't what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. But if I had self-analyzed and I'd been reflective right from the beginning, would I would have known mm-hmm. and I would have said, 
let me find this person, that person who has the strength mm. and bring them on. And it took me time to do that. Mm. Now, as I said, my business runs itself because mm. I've got staff that do all of this for me. Mm. So I'm just growing and taking on properties left, right, mm. center around the entire country. How did, how did you how did you get into it? So what, what was the um, what was the moment that clicked that okay, this game is for you? Okay, so like, was there a seminar that you attended? Or no, no, no. So so a little bit of backstory. Yeah. So I've always been an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, like most entrepreneurs, we were selling things and things in prime some people want to lies because it sounds great now yeah, yeah. Like, I'm looking at people and I'm like you've only just got into business last week but yeah, you've got yeah. a backstory from you, 20 you years ago yeah you have been failing yes <laughs> so mine is one of the stories um, and my friends can testify to it there were a group mm. of us that would sell um, cookies from Sainsbury's so we had the Sainsbury's across the road from our school Malwams cookies and drinks so we would buy them for one pound for five cookies and then we would sell each cookie for like 50p and one pound and then we thought we were rich them times so that's where my kind of journey started but fast forward a few years came out of university studied HR Mm. and the reason I wanted to do HR is because I had this idea of human resource management was hiring and firing people yeah I've always kind of wanted to be yeah yeah, yeah. it's just pure admin I remember going to an interview trying to get into a secondary school and my mum was sitting there with me and the interviewer was saying so tell us what you want to be when you grow up Mm. I said I want to be a policeman and my mum pinches me under the table, yeah. still keeping a straight face. So I'm like, Mum, what are you pinching me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, mm. yeah. said, oh, why do you want to be a policeman? I was like, because I want to be in charge. Yeah. And my mum was like, mm, pinching me again. I'm like, Mum, what's going on? Yeah. She's still looking straight on. But the point is, I kind of took that with me all the way mm. through college, university. I always wanted to be in charge, mm. not knowing that that was just a spirit of, I'm an independent person yeah. that wants to control my yeah. own destiny. So I studied HR. And then my first job offer was a HR advice, not HR advisor, admin, admin, admin HR yeah, admin. Yeah. And um, I was there for about three weeks and I was like, oh God, <laughs> so when do I yeah. get to fire someone? <laughs> it's just, can you file this for me? Can you file that? Yeah. So um, I started off a recruitment company with mm. my business partner and we were doing incredibly well. Mm. Things were going well. We were recruiting a lot of people from Germany. We had an office in Liverpool Street. Oh, no my parents built um, a garage. So they gutted their entire garage, oh, turned it into our first ever office, Sweet. which was an incredible thing. Sweet. Again, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, you guys got to support your kids, man. 100%. Like, it's not everyday accountant, lawyers, engineers. Mm-hmm. Think about people like Stormzy. Mm. Stormzy's mum said, listen, you, you want to be a rapper? Okay, cool, be a rapper. Mm. Stormzy, according to the Sunday Times Rich List, mm. is worth 16 million yeah. from rapping. Um, KSI, we've all heard of KSI. KSI is a 22, 23-year-old man mm. with a very annoying laugh, but he's worth, what, 20 million from mm. playing computer games. So parents kind of look for opportunities to support your kids mm. but in saying that I'll actually talk about why parents should support their kids so my journey is simple we were growing a recruitment company I went on holiday to Frankfurt mm. now this was a phase where I was just loving women so I went on holiday yeah. and it was a lad's holiday yeah no, no, yeah. It, was, it was um one of my friends was living out there so mm. I went to visit him and I was like rah there's bare buff chicks out here <laughs> so yeah. I went back to my business partner and I said yo Roman um yeah. listen what we're recruiting a lot of Germans to London, to, yeah. to banks and financial institutions. Why don't we move to Germany? That was my, that was my business <laughs> yeah. plan. And he was like, firstly, that doesn't make sense. Mm. But I persuaded him. We moved to Germany. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Persuaded yeah. him. We moved to Frankfurt. What age was this? Mistake. This was 2012. Mm. 2000, yeah, 2012, maybe mm. 2011. Mm. Around that. We moved over there. And um, in the UK, it's different. Mm. 
if you're in recruitment, if you're in business, all you've got to do is have a bit of personality. Yeah. So I can go into a meeting and I mm. could win over a director to give me all these recruitment requ- um, requirements. Mm. Oh, hi, John. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Banter yeah. Yeah. and relationship. Mm-hmm. But when you get to Germany, it's a completely different yeah, story. Yeah, definitely. So I did the first pitch that we had. All right. Uh, I, my name's TJ and uh, I can... Everyone was silent. Yeah. And at that point, we were like, shit, have we made the biggest mistakes of our lives here? Yeah. Eventually, we learned that we couldn't speak the language. We didn't understand the ethics of the country. And we yeah. hired a young man called Marcel. Marcel came, we trained him up, turned the entire business on his head and grew it. Yeah. Grew it, started generating quite a lot of money. And then one day, we missed the payment cycle. Mm. One of us had forgot to invoice one of our vendors. Mm-hmm missed the payment cycle business comes crashing down so I've now come back to the UK from being this big boy from driving the cars on my dreams living in the best penthouse I could imagine changing my house every two three months because Mm. I was just fascinated with what this life is to ending up back in that same garage Mm. that my mum attending to my office Mm. sleeping there my mum says listen as a Nigerian parent, I don't know if Nigerians are listening to this, or maybe Ghanaian parents, yeah. like, care for your kids a bit more. Because my mum's way of caring for me was after about two weeks of crying, mm. she said, That's enough crying. Oh, yeah, go and find a job. <laughs> <laughs> that was her way yeah. of saying, Oh, I'm coming to Yeah, that yeah. was her style. Yeah. And then I started hanging around with my cousin. He was hanging around with a bunch of Asian kids mm. who had started up a, um, a property business mm. in their house. I started hanging out with them. Their parents saw something in me. Mm. He was like, listen, I've heard about you. I've heard you've done well before, so and so and so. So I officially started my property journey with 20 properties. I was handed 20 properties by the dad. He said, listen, you know what? Bam, I've got 40 properties. I want you to manage 20 of these. Mm. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Mm. As Richard Branson says, if someone offers you an opportunity, take and learn on Absolutely. (laughs) So he gave me the properties. Mm. I've jumped onto Google and I've typed in how to become an estate agent. (laughs) And that's where the things like yeah, Airbnb, yeah. Booking.com, service accommodation came up. Mm. So this is now 2013, 2014. I took all those properties, bam, banged them on Airbnb, made a ton of money, gave him back his money. Mm. Eventually, long story short, the relationship broke down. Mm. Out of jealousy, the kids were not happy, so and so. And then so I had nothing. But in my mind, I had acquired knowledge. Yeah, which is key. More it, valuable than anything. It's more valuable than yeah. anything else because mm. that tiny piece of knowledge, because I implemented on that knowledge pretty much immediately, that's why I'm where I am today. Mm. So I was able to say, hold on one second. I know I'd lost those properties, mm. but what my mind is saying right now is, I can take somebody's property mm-hmm. and I can turn it into a small boutique star hotel mm. and I can make money. I had 20. Mm. So I need to replace those 20 now. So I called every agent, every landlord, every developer, and I was begging them. I didn't even know what I was saying. I was like, Mm. hi, can I take your property and can I turn into a hotel? Click, 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 click. Until a year later, people started calling me when they started to understand Mm. the model getting offered properties left, right, center. Wow. Hi, do you want to take on and manage my property? Do you want to rent my property? And that's why I came up with this strategy called the borrow property strategy, mm. which is the BPS, which means you can take on someone's property, never having to buy that property, mm-hmm. but you can generate pretty much exactly what the owner who's bought the property is generating per month. Yeah. So if a landlord is, if I'm renting a landlord's property for 1,500 per month, mm-hmm. And then I'm re-renting that property out for, let's say, 170 per night mm. across 21 nights because that's the averages. Mm. It means I can pull in around 3,500 a month. Yeah, so then I pay all the costs. I pay my rent. I pay everything. Mm. The landlord gets his 1,500 per month. Mm. 
And then I make around 700 or 750 pound mm. from a property that I have not had to buy. Yeah. You see, when you do the maths on it, you realize how crazy it is. Because yeah. for the landlord to get that property, he had to put down a 25% deposit. Mm. So he had to buy a property for, let's say, 100,000 pound. That's how he makes one five per month. Yeah. But all I had to do was negotiate to take on the property for free or pay him one month rent mm. and start making money that but, way. But the key thing is that it is a, it's a great model, but the key thing is that negotiation. So <coughs> how does one learn or acquire those skills to okay. develop that? And how does, how does one even go about it? Because okay. let's say, for instance, for a layman um, listening to this yeah. or watching us, like they're thinking, okay, you've broken down. It sounds great, but how does one approach it? What's the strategy? Okay, so it's a strategy called BPS, or also known as serviced accommodation. Mm. Um, this is something that I teach people. Um, mm. I put on events pretty much across the country. Yeah, um, put all your details down as well. Amazing, so, yeah. amazing. And I teach people how to start a property business mm. using that model. Mm. Now, let me reiterate this. It's not difficult, yeah. but nor is it easy. But it can be simple if you follow the processes. Because there are people like me and hundreds of people who are doing the same thing. So it becomes easier because you can follow the models that mm. we've set. So can you start a property business with no money? Yes, you can. Mm. Are you likely to because you are brand new? No, you are not. Mm -hmm. But the idea is, can you find a landlord out there, out of the hundreds of thousands of mm. landlords that are willing to give you their property so that you can re-rent it out, mm. so you can make some money? Absolutely. Mm. So again, I don't want to make it this convoluted thing or this really crazy strategy. Mm. It's doable and it can be done by pretty much anyone that says, I need an additional income yeah. or I eventually want to replace my income mm. through property. The whole idea of this, if I can touch on this, is I see this as a foundational strategy. Yeah. I see it as your opportunity to get your soul, your appetite into property. Because mm -hmm. most people can't afford to buy a property yeah. and most people can't afford to develop property. But the idea is get into property, start getting your excitement about it and yeah. saying, wow, I can make money at this level. Mm -hmm. So imagine if I start making more money and more money and more money, then I can move on to another strategy yeah. such as developing or doing a flip or doing a normal vanilla buy. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, it's not, it's not difficult, yeah, but definitely. it's certainly not easy because yeah. of course there are ups and downs and there are strategies that you've got to understand. And these are the things that I teach people how to navigate around so mm. that they don't make the same mistakes that we've all made yeah, may, yeah. before. And then the great thing is following people like yourself and other people that have been in the industry is like you learn from their mistakes, you know what I mean? By following the footsteps yeah. or the blueprints already laid out. So when people do follow your structure or your, your strategy, you teach them all of this Absolutely. As well. yeah. See, this is the thing and I learned this from, I can't remember the name of the person. Um, I was watching an interview some time ago and mm. he said, Ty Lopez, he said something about... Oh yeah, about books. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He said, books are... Ty, I'm not going to get it word for word because yeah. Ty does listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he was um, intimating that if you want... He said, okay, perfect. I remember it. I remember it. He said, you don't learn how to not get hit by a car mm -hmm. by getting hit by a car. Mm. So why would you learn everything else through trial and error mm. when someone's already been hit by a car? Yeah. So they've created zebra crossing and mm. created traffic lights. Mm. So you learn from them. And that's the power of books, conferences, and events. Yeah. Because what we are doing is we're saying, 
I've been hit by a car, God forbid, but I'm just using, God, this is just an analogy, yeah? I've been hit by a car, so I know what to look out for, so I can now teach you how not to get hit by a car. I've made money in service accommodation, I've made money in property, I've lost a ton of money as well. So I'm in a very unique situation to teach someone who's brand new to say, go this direction, quick, navigate this, quick, get out of this, and that's my power, because I have the ability to have gone through it now I can teach you how to fast track your success. Yeah. That's it. And instead of spending like the next five to 10 years trying to make the mistakes and rectifying them that you've done, I can yeah. learn that in the next couple of weeks or months. See, mentors... It's like a shortcut in system. Mentors and coaches get a bad rep. Say, oh yeah. God, why would you charge someone for your knowledge? Well, mm. fundamentally, I believe in something called a transactional value. 100%. If I give you something for free, <laughs> yeah. you will never do it. Yeah. And I've tried it out. And I'm going to try and because I like trouble sometimes. I'm a bit mm. ratchet sometimes. Yeah. There was a guy that called me out some time ago. Um, we sent him a text message because mm. he had signed up to a previous event and we sent him a text message saying, hey, we're having another event. Mm. Come to our event. And he said, why would I come to your event when all you're going to do is charge me £5,000? Mm. And I was like, I replied to that message. My team said, what's this about? Yeah. Are you sure this is our event? We don't charge 5K. Yeah. And then I replied to myself, said, first and foremost, I've never charged 5K. Yeah. I don't charge £5,000. <laughs> but I charge a fee. Why? Because you will not do anything with it. Mm. And he said, well, how do you know? So I said, let's do a challenge. Mm. I'm going to take an entire day off. I'm going to come and teach you everything that people are paying thousands of pounds for mm. to learn. And let's see what you do with it. All for free. All for free. Yeah. I met up with him, fed him, clothed him, no um, paid for every yeah. single thing. He came there. Yeah. Where is he now? <laughs> because it was free. Yeah. There is no value mm. in something that's free. Mm. Because the people that pay me money are people, two things, they are eager to change their situation. By the time you pay someone money, Mm. if you've got a spouse, Mm. so you've paid me money, and now you want to sit at home and watch EastEnders, Mm. your spouse is going to slap you and say, yo, you've got to recoup that money. That's why you've got to pay. Mm. And also you have to respect that you're paying for my experience. Mm. You're paying for the ups and the downs and the losses that I've made Mm. so you can achieve something that's taken me five years to achieve in a shorter space of time. That's why nobody has any excuses. And I don't accept any excuses from my kind of people, I know your audience is quite broad, but mm. specifically people that look like me and mm. people from my environment, I don't accept it anymore. Mm. It's frustrating because yeah. there's I so think it's many killing excuses. Us off. I'm, I'm definitely against excuses as well. I think it's definitely killing us off. It's, it's dangerous. It's numbing the brain. It's, it's slowing us down. It's preventing us from being proactive Absolutely. and actively going out there. And I think sometimes people use stuff as an excuse. Do you know what I mean? Instead of I don't think it, I don't think it's sometimes. I think many a times, many yeah. a times yeah. they say, "Oh, you know what? Let me think about this. You know, let me do this." But we both know if you don't do it there and then, mm. you're not going to do it. Nobody in this world, and this is something I learned years ago. Nobody in this world wakes up mm. and says, "Oh, do you know what? I'm going to improve my life today." It mm. doesn't happen. <laughs> there needs to be a catalyst, and that's mm. why on LinkedIn I'm called a catalyst consultant. Mm. My job is to light a fire underneath you Mm. and set you ablaze Mm. i was saying this to someone yesterday um one of my staff members they were rejigging my website and they wrote a little bio about Mm. me and it made me laugh but it also made me want to cry because it's the reality of the passion that i have Mm. she said hi welcome to my website my name's tj Mm. one day i saw a man standing on the edge of the bridge Mm. and i pushed him off and to his surprise, he flew. Yeah. And I was like, rah, <laughs> that is sick. Is you, yes. Yeah. Mm. So my job is really simple. is to show you what's possible, mm. to come beneath you or behind you and push you. And then 
you start flying and you say, oh my God, I, I didn't know I could do it. Yeah. But that's what most people need a lot of times. And that's mm. why we put ourselves out there and say, look, it can be done. Mm. It absolutely can be done. If this guy with this funky hair that don't get a haircut, always wearing flip flops <laughs> can do it. And that's one of the reasons I do that. Yeah, it's 100%. to show that all of this stuff that we believe is needed to become mm. successful, mm. it's all nonsense. Mm. You just need to go out there or at least attempt and try. And, try, yeah. and that's the problem that I have with our people. Yeah, and the, and the beauty in that is since I started doing this podcast, everyone I speak to, it, that, that same message resonated. They just went out there and done it. They tried it. Do you know what I mean? And, and when, when the fire started burning, when things started happening, then they realised, oh, wait, I can actually do this. It actually works. And but then they continue doing but it. But you don't know mm. until you try. Yeah. But many people don't try. So mm. they don't know. Yeah. And you wonder why you're in the same situation that you are last week and the year mm. before. And you complain. Mm. But then you have to blame someone. So you blame your spouse. So you blame your environment. So you blame your boss. But the reality is it was you. Because mm. there was an opportunity presented in front of you. And you chose not to do anything about it. So who's to blame? Mm. Again, going back to the book. Blame yourself. Mm. Sit down and have a genuine conversation and say, I am not happy because last year mm. there was an opportunity for me to change my life and I didn't do it. Yeah. Last year, someone approached me with this idea and I didn't do it. Last year, I had this crazy business idea mm. and I pondered and pondered on it, but I was too much of a, excuse my language, a pussy to do mm. anything about it. Mm. So I'm still where I am today. Mm. I'm ultimately about taking full responsibility. 100%. That's me fully because in the responsibility is the lesson. Mm. If you don't take responsibility, then you blame someone else. So you don't learn the lessons. Yeah. I'm all about the lessons. I'm all about trying something. So I fail. Mm. I'm attracting failure. I say, yo, 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 let me fail. Yeah. Because every time you win, you don't re-strategize. Mm. Look at a football team, for example. If Arsenal, I don't even follow football. I'm an Arsenal Who's this? Real, yeah, is that this Real is Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> I was going to say Real Madrid. I, yeah, I knew what I was saying, guys. <laughs> but yeah, Let's say Barcelona win a match. Mm. They don't then... After the match, they go and start popping champagnes, they go and celebrate. But they don't go into the locker room mm. and sit down and say, why did we win? Mm. No one does that. No one. You don't say, well, I won. well, we won because this person passed the ball to this person and they did this and they were here at the right time and they did this. Mm. But when we lose, you then strategize. Mm. But if you don't lose, you will never know where your strength is. Mm. So people are afraid to lose. And I'm like, you're taking the actual mick because your power is in the loss. Yeah. Similar to what I was explaining about the universe, your, your ability to create wealth is actually in the downtimes and the loss. Mm. Business people will tell you the same thing. They make more money when the market crashes. Mm. These are people that understand that this is where the smarter people learn. Yeah. We look and we analyze and we say, 100%. something has happened. My competitors are out celebrating, mm. but I'm at home beating myself up saying... If I had just passed the ball to... Who plays for Barcelona? <laughs> Messi. <laughs> Messi. Yeah, I don't know. If I had passed the ball to Messi yeah. when he was there, we'd then we scored. would have scored. Yeah. But we don't self-analyze. Yeah. We don't ask ourselves questions. We don't even fail enough mm. to be able to learn the lessons. If, if you ask any true up. entrepreneur to give you his like, rap sheet of failures, yeah. it is extensive. I mean, Bravo. if you was to ask my family the amount of businesses and ventures I've been involved in, yeah. they can start listing you endless things. Yeah. And it's actually... It's, it's, it's one of, so one of my business partners, he said something amazing one time. So in 2013, we nearly went bankrupt. Like we both had to... Yeah, go on. We, we both had to like go back to work. We're, yeah. we're running a business, several businesses that kind of just went boom, boom downhill yeah. and it, w during the recovery process he, we, we, we both started laughing one day we were just staring at each other at the back of we, we had several shops and stuff we were just yeah. staring, at back, uh, staring at each other at the back of the shop and he was like do you know what, do you know what we should see this as like we just paid for a degree 
Do you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. I've just got an intense degree. We've just done an intense degree. And this failure right here, yeah, is a university degree. Yeah. So whenever we're, whenever we're doing something right now, yeah, and we're trying to ensure that we don't fail in whatever venture we're in, we always refer back to that business. And Absolutely. we're like, oh, we're not going to do it as that business. Remember, that degree that we got, that failure, we're not going to take that step again. Man. And we're not going to do that again. Do you know what I mean? So You're so, it, you're, you're so right. No, 100%. And that's how we see it now. And, and ultimately, that is where you learn how to progress and how to take it to the next level yeah. when you do get back onto the ladder. You're building so, a business and things are going great. Yeah. You're just going to carry on on that trajectory because things are going great. Mm. But once you hit the stumbling blocks, it causes you mm. to think. 100%. Think about it. Because if everything's going great, mm. you carry on moving on autopilot and then you don't want to change anything. Yeah. Biggest mistake ever. Mm. You don't. So how do you grow? You don't move with the times You don't well, move with the times. Markets change. Yeah. I was, who was I having this conversation with? Uh, we talk about people like Blockbusters that mm. didn't move with the times. Yeah, they um, done for it. Yeah. So Most high street stores are now getting done because Amazon and they online shopping. They haven't moved shopping. with the times. Yeah. Like, how do you stay ahead of the competition if you haven't had the time to reanalyze? Mm. If everything is going great, you're on autopilot. So you just carry on living your life and that's mm. it. Mm. Until... You get hit in the face, but it's too late at that time. Mm. Blockbuster got yeah. hit in the face. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't. Yeah. Like, oh my god! I need to build a website, and I need yeah. to get online. It's too yeah. late. Your competitors yeah. Netflix already. Come over, Netflix take has over, taken you yeah, over. Amazon Prime. But um, so, what is um, untangling success? Like, what, what is success to you? Before we go into the book, okay. like, what is success? What is your definition? What is it that you're trying to achieve in your journey? Great question. Um, I don't believe success is one thing. Mm-hmm. I believe success is very individual to the individual person yeah um a lot of people believe success is having tons and tons of money mm-hmm. um i believe in the idea of having lots and lots of money because mm-hmm. i believe when you have more mm-hmm. you can do more and you can give, you more. Can give more so yeah. i don't want to hear excuses of mm-hmm. oh i don't i don't need money money yeah. isn't everything shut your mouth money is that yeah. i don't know if that was rude but yes <laughs> no actually shut your mouth yeah. um money is actually everything yeah. because you have more value when you have more money mm-hmm. even if you don't spend the money on yourself buying yourself handbags and boots and shoes if you don't want to do all that stuff have money so you can bless other people have money so you can change other people's lives at my events I talk about sorry I'm going off on one but at my events I talk about why people need to be wealthy Mm. fundamentally in our culture we have a knife crime at the moment Mm -hmm. we have a bunch of kids on the streets right now these kids are looking at their parents yeah, and they're economic saying... economic based, heavily that, economic based. It's, heavily. it's solely economic yeah, based. Now, yeah. there are two things. Some of those kids, um, they don't want to even bug, bug their parents. Mm. So they decide to be the man of the house. No one's mm. asked you to be the man of the house, but you decide to take on the role of the man of the house, mm. but you don't want to bug mum. Mm. So you go out on the street and try and fend for yourself. And father's not around And either. fathers yeah. are not around. Mm. So I actually, I put on a program actually for 14-year-olds to 18-year-old Amazing. men. Yeah. So black men, Mm. And I teach them completely free the stuff that I charge other people for. Mm. I teach these men completely free how to break that cycle mm. and how to start a property business from the age of 14. That's amazing. One of my yeah. youngest students is a guy called Wayne, Wayne Luaka. He's, mm. four, he's 16. Mm. He's earned his first property deal. Mm. He's earned £4,000 as a 16-year-old. That's amazing. The idea of what I'm trying to do is show these young kids that if you can make money at mm. this age, then you're on the right trajectory. Because mm. now for Wayne, there's no way on this earth any man them, any bread He's making more than most of the supposedly making more than adults, exactly. Area, so so like... at that moment, how can you call him out and say, yo, come out, come, let's go rob this guy. Let's mm. go do this. And he's like, 
brother, I'm trying to bang another four racks. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to make another four grand. Mm. This kid's just bought himself a Rolex. I don't have control over that because he's a silly boy. <laughs> but, but the kids, point don't I'm, go buy yeah, the Rolex. Yeah, don't go. First exactly. Make, yeah. Exactly. Completely silly. Mm. But the point I'm trying to make is, this is my idea. Whether mm. it works or not, I wish someone had pulled me aside when I was younger and said, yo, focus on this one thing. Mm. So I wouldn't have got in trouble as a kid. I wouldn't have been arrested. I wouldn't have been doing nonsense. Mm. These kids just need someone to sit down in front of them and say, listen, this local rapper that you're looking up to, mm. they ain't even got no peas. Mm. So even my car rental business, mm. half, let's not say half, a percentage of their local rappers are renting mm. my supercars mm. for their music videos. But these mm. kids are looking up to them. And I'm saying, I teach two strategies and I call one of them BPS, mm. Borrowed Property Strategy, and the second one I call is Wrapper Money Strategy, mm -hmm. but it's also called Deal Packaging. Mm -hmm. But it allows you to make chun chunks of cash mm -hmm. from properties that you don't own. Mm -hmm. And I teach that to these younger kids and I'm like, yo, you can make £1,000, £2,000, £4,000 in Wayne's case, and you can make more money than your local rapper. Why should the streets be attractive to you? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I put together pretty much once a month. We've only done one now. That's We're setting up the next one. Yeah. Just now definitely let me know about the next one. Yeah, yeah I will. Definitely be this. So if you, if you have, this isn't for everyone listening because mm. you guys are going to bankrupt me because I pay for it all on my own dollar. <laughs> yeah. um, and it wasn't something I really wanted to, to mm. say because I don't care. And that's why it's a secret project. Mm. I don't care about everyone knowing that I'm doing a good deed. This is mm. genuinely something I wish someone did for me. No, definitely. Which is I why you should be saying it because there is an issue in the community. And yeah. if we're to help, we should be promoting stuff like this and more people should be doing more. That's true. Like um, well. One of the reasons I didn't promote it because I didn't want people to think it was an angle. It's not an angle yeah. because I said I pay for it all from my own pocket. Yeah feed these kids pay for the entire venue mm. um one of the criteria is they must it starts at 10 if they come at 10.01 they get sent mm. back home the last one that we did I, I, yeah absolutely suits yeah. ties um haircuts although i don't have haircuts yeah. but um and everything i said we sent two people home one mm. person came at 10.30 i said nope go home because mm. i had to make an example and this is what these kids need mm. they need a man then when they need someone to say mm. Listen, I'm teaching you something. People pay thousands of pounds for this mm. and you're not taking it serious because you couldn't get out of bed. Mm. Go home. Someone else came in trainers. Go home. Because mm. I'm trying to teach these guys like, listen, there are people that you've got to respect mm. and there are things that you've got to respect. So mm. again, sorry, I don't know why I, I went on there. You were asking me what my definition of success is. Mm. I don't have a definition per se. Mm. As I said, for me, uh, my closest definition of success is understanding what it is that makes you happy. Yeah. Now, as I mentioned before, there is no such thing as full-blown happiness, mm. but it's the journey. Mm. So it's understanding what it is that you are chasing. Mm -hmm. That's what I determine as success. So for me, I would say my goal is to make 10 million. Mm. Once I hit that 10 million, that's what I would call success. Now, mm. again, it's not 10 million to go and spend, but the journey of why I want to make 10 million mm -hmm. is what I would call success. So once I'm able to do that 10 million, I'm able to do what I need to do with that money. Yeah. That's what I call yeah. success. But a lot of people don't understand what success is because mm. it's tied to so many different things. Yeah. But you and I think nowadays we tend to base it as well on what we see others um, who we classify as successful uh -huh. as being. So if, if you're a big Jay-Z fan, you're like, oh, if I become like Jay-Z, then, then I'm successful. But that's well, not that's your not, definition no, that's of not, success. That's not the truth you know I mean? at all. Yeah. That's not the truth. Um, the book talks about why most of us never achieve any level of success. Mm. And it talks about the brain. Mm. Your brain is simply designed to digest your food, send blood around your body mm. and make you comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's it. So it regulates your entire body. Just yeah. make sure you are comfortable. So any notion or idea of coming out of your comfort zone, mm. your brain automatically shuts it down. Mm. So 
people that are listening to this, don't stress yourself too much if you are lazy. It's still your fault, don't get me wrong, but it's also, <laughs> yeah. but it's also biological yeah. because your brain does not like one word, two words, exertion and action. Mm. Your brain is anti those words. Mm. So it says, when you're sitting there and you're saying, oh my God, I need to start this business. A message is passed over to your brain to say, oh my God, this crazy guy wants to start a business. Shit, I need to make him feel comfortable again. Therefore, mm. you automatically see something on YouTube that you've always wanted to watch mm. or your phone rings or you remember you've got to text this girl that you've been trying to chat forever. Yeah. Your brain will put situations so in front of you. Mm. It moves away from there because it's, your brain is like a dejected employee. Mm. It's paid to go into work, wake up, Go into work in the morning, jump on that train, do a little bit yeah, of work. That's programming from school, it's programming from like. It's, it's from, programming from yeah, life. From life, yeah. So, life, in yeah. fact, anyone that's looking for a book, grab my book. Mm -hmm. But Definitely. there's, there's yeah. another book that I think is so fundamental if you want to change your life. Mm -hmm. um, it's a book by a man called Shard Helmstetter, and it's mm -hmm. called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Many of us do not understand so that we have mind. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. We're forever having a conversation with yeah. ourselves. Uh, the first chapter in that book hits you straight away. Mm. It talks about if you come from a relatively okay home, mm -hmm. so mum and dad, <clears throat> are okay home, you are told no, that you cannot do this, you can't do that, a hundred and eighty thousand times before you turn eighteen. Wow. If you come from the same relatively okay home. You are told yes only 50,000 times. So you have to understand, because we're a product of our environment, and it's in our most susceptible and impressionable years, mm. you start to believe that I can't do this. Mm. Not because someone said you will not amount to anything, but it's the idea of this is not possible. Mm. Don't climb on that chair because they haven't told you why or what the consequences of climbing on that chair does mm. that you're going to fall down and break your head. But they just say, don't do that. Mm. Don't attempt this. Don't do this. And you start to believe. And that's where fear starts to get built from. Yeah. Because you haven't got the rationality to understand what the fear is based on. Mm. Our parents then impose ideas of what they couldn't do on us. We start yeah. to believe it. And that's why, again, I wrote this book, Untangling Success, because we need to completely shatter what we've been taught before. Yeah. Then replace it with new information and then start building on top. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want you to sell out the book in terms of like the, the content of it yeah. and give away too oh. much, but what, what, what's the process like in terms of untangling? Obviously, the, it's in the book and people should definitely yeah, get yeah, the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. link is going to be in the bio, but like what is some of the processes like of doing that? Yeah. Because I mean, a, I'll give you a bit of backdrop. So the reason why I'm asking is because I've realized something about people that are creative and very uh -huh. free-spirited uh -huh. individuals. They tend to come from a creative and a free-spirited home uh -huh. whereby the parents allow them to do certain things. Like for instance, you know, African household, the parents are very restrictive. They're yeah. like, oh, my child is not doing this. My child is not going out at this age. But I, I, for me, for instance, I grew up in a household where my parents kind of, they, they gave me the back, they gave me the support, they gave me the background, the backdrop to do whatever I wanted to do yeah. sort of thing. There weren't many restrictions growing up. There was the discipline and then the respect side no, of things. No but at the same time, they let you flourish. Like if, if I want to try something tomorrow, my mom might look at me slightly be like, but nonetheless, you will still allow me yeah, to try it. And yeah. I realize that it resonates now as I'm getting older. Like, yeah. it's like, I, I feel more free to do stuff. I'm not as limited as others who might have grown up in because a very restricted household. you had that benefit household. of that. Yeah, right? definitely. Cool. Yeah. So what if I was completely the opposite and I felt very restricted based on my household? Like, cool. how do I go so about it? number one, accept full responsibility for who you are and mm. where you are. Th this comes down to... self-conversation. Yes. Well, so yeah. again, number one is you've got to make a list mm. of who you are at, right now. Mm. So this, it, it requires complete honesty. It mm. requires tran um, transparency. It requires you saying, 
what is it that I wanted to be when I was younger? Mm. And why am I not there now? Mm. And then that's when the truth starts coming out. So yeah. you know what? I wanted, yeah. to be, I wanted to be a scientist. Mm. And you say, well, why am I not a scientist? Mm. This is what I'm saying. Start having... Com- I walk mm. down the street having full-blown conversations. People think I'm mad, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yo, I'm next level. I'm having a full-blown yeah, combo yeah, answering yeah. this. Blah, blah, blah. You're, you're dealing you- with stuff. I'm yeah. dealing with stuff. <laughs> stuff that people are going to deal with when they're 50 and 60. Mm. I'm dealing with it now. Mm. So one of the things that you've got to start doing is having that full-blown conversation. Get a list down, mm. which I do in the book. You write down a list of 10 things, even go to 20 things and say... Mm. what I wanted to be when I was older was I wanted to be the CEO of this company mm. why am I not there and then the mm. first thing that's going to come to your mind is I'm fearful then you have to double down on every question why am I fearful mm. well because when I was younger I remember someone saying this to me mm. or oh, I wanted to be a model why am I not a model mm. well because I have no confidence why don't I have any confidence what's the root cause yeah. this is self-healing yeah. what's the root cause well I remember when I was in school and all my friends used to get the attention and I never got attention mm. okay so you've got to that and you then start looking for ways to replace that mm. so what you've got to do at s- stage two is find things to readdress that situation mm. so when people say I'm not pretty mm. think back to and find a situation where someone's complimented you to say, oh, wow, you are really pretty. Mm. Or the last time you got moved on road, whether it was by a butter's guy, (laughs) still take it as the person found you attractive. Now, this is my notion. If one person out of 7.7 billion people find you attractive, Mm. guess what? There's going to be thousands of people that find you attractive. And you start to change that narrative, Mm. but it's through affirmations, Mm. which is having that constant conversation with yourself Mm. and building a new habit. I am beautiful. I am gorgeous. Mm. I am this. I am that. Because our brain is a sponge. Yeah, and all it's doing is, it's trying to find information to fill our different parts of our brain. Mm. So it doesn't know, it doesn't know what's true and what's not true. Mm. It just accepts what you've told it. Yeah. So I was having this convo earlier on and we were talking about, you can't blame your parents for where you are. Mm. You've got to take responsibility because you believed it. Mm-hmm. So even when your friend said, oh, you're ugly or this person said you're ugly, you believed it. So don't blame them for their ignorance, mm. you allow that information to become a part of you and you believe it. So therefore, it's your job to unwind it. Yeah. You can't wait for this person to say, oh, I'm sorry, you are really pretty because they've moved on mm. with their life. They don't even mm. know the damage they've done. It's on mm. you. So that's one thing. Affirmations, rewiring by replacing that information with new information. Yeah. Um, n- number two, accepting that no one else is coming to rescue you. Mm-hmm. Accepting that I'm in this game by myself Um Anything I need mm. needs to be created and done by myself. Yeah, so, yeah. Number three, and I talk about this close in chapter five, is become selfish. Now, mm. it's really crazy because a lot of people say, well, no, that doesn't make sense. No, mm. absolutely, it, it makes sense. It yourself, Most mm. people are trying to carry an entire village when they're the, 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 the only hunter. And you become resentful when you, you're not selfish in, in certain you, aspects. You've, hit, like the nail on the, you've hit the nail on the mm. head. Imagine one person in a village you're the only hunter, mm. which means you're the only person that can provide for that mm. village. You have to go out there every single day. Yeah. You don't bring home the bacon. Everyone beefs you. Yeah. Um, you're not. You're tired. You don't get the chance to yeah. rest. You you start to hate. They're probably not even going to praise you for either because they just they're think, not going to praise you. It's your job. You yeah, it's, it's yeah. your job. And then so, you're watching them chew, and you're like, I want to kill you. <laughs> every time you, you eat one little food, they're like, Why is he eating? Yeah, but yeah. I'm oh, the yeah. one that went and got it. Mm. So in the book, I give the example of a man called Roger Bannister, mm. and he was the first person to run what we call the one minute mile, which is running a mile in one minute. Mm. Thousands of people had attempted to do that one-minute mile mm. years before. 
Roger Bannister was the first person to do it. Mm. After he did it, I think a year later, someone else did it. Mm. After that next person did it, everyone started doing it. Yeah. Now people are doing it casually. Mm. Why? Because it took one person to get out of the gate and open the floodgates for everyone else. Yeah. I'm saying become selfish, look after yourself, take breaks, take rest, mm. self-analyze. Feed yourself first mm -hmm. so you have enough to feed the entire village. Yeah, but we're there trying to carry the entire village on our backs. So you're actually sunken into the ground mm. and they're still expecting more from you. Not even able to help others properly they, anyway. You can't. You can't. Yeah, you're wearing yeah. yourself so thin. Mm. So there's a fire in the house. And guess what? Instead of running out of the house to go and get the fire brigade, mm. you try and rescue every single person and you all die. Mm. That's how people are genuinely living their lives. I'm saying if you want to have a relative level of success, you've got to get yourself out of the gates mm. so you can then come back and come rescue back everyone else. But don't make that mistake of trying to rescue the world. You can't do it. You can't do it. No, and definitely. All, sometimes all they yeah. need, similar to the Roger Bannister example, is they just need someone to show you. Most people don't even need you. Mm. A lot of times where we help people, it's ego-based. Mm. It's fundamentally based on us feeding our ego. Mm. Oh, I helped that person. Oh, they said thank you. Oh, mm. I changed that person's life. Most of the time, all mm. they need is someone to set the example. Mm. All they need is for someone to say, hey, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm not babysitting you anymore. Go and do yeah, your own yeah, thing. Yeah. I, mean, I definitely think the best it. way to improve the world is by improving ourselves and in improving yourself as well you're showcasing others how to go about improving Absolutely. themselves and then if we're dealing with the individuals then we're expanding out but when you go out there try and help and rescue the world you end up going to lose and I mean, what's that, what's, in, what's in that, what's that, the, what's that statement teach a man to fish blah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so in, in terms of property again what, what is yeah. the future strategy going ahead because obviously we're about to enter into like Brexit negotiations Great. we know there's, there's, there's changes um, to come so what, what is some of the insights that you have in regards to that cool. so people wanting to get into property and okay so people wanting to get into the style of or the strategy that I teach which mm. is serviced accommodation mm. you've got to be a little bit smarter mm. when I came into this three four years ago mm. we were one of the few people who were doing a strategy so it means I could take on any property in any location, mm. I could put it on the booking channels and the amount of people that were traveling into the country, mm. I would have so much business. Mm. But the fact is, with so many people learning about this strategy and getting into this strategy, mm. you've got to be a bit more strategic now. Mm. So it's not just getting a property and in any location and anywhere mm. and you start making money from it. So to deal with the Brexit situation, we generate money from tourists coming into the country mm -hmm. and we generate money from groups coming into the country so mm -hmm. a french family 10 people in one family they all want to stay together have mm -hmm. a glass of wine together eat some food together we provide accommodation from them mm -hmm. let's say we brexit which means we might have to get a visa to go to europe and they yeah. might have to get a visa to come back here most people will see that as a problem mm -hmm. because if you look at the figures there are 40 million people in 2018 that came into the uk mm -hmm. and they spent 28 billion pound on luxury goods and hotels wow. yeah. If we Brexit, that 40 million is going to go to 30 million. Mm. That 28 billion is going to go to 18 billion per se. Mm. Most people start panicking, saying, oh my God, because we're not going to have tourists coming in. Mm. But this is where the smarter people, and this is why we teach this stuff, mm. because we're learning and we're ahead of the curve. Yeah. You've got to now start focusing on the four different types of people that I mentioned earlier, mm. which is contractors, corporates, mm. as opposed to just groups and leisure. Groups and leisure is the original. That's where most people are going to suffer money. the most. With, They're the people that are going to suffer changes. the most. Yeah. But if this was just this two, which is 40 million people mm -hmm. spending 28 billion, mm -hmm. that goes down to 30 million spending 18 billion. Mm -hmm. Now adding corporates. Mm -hmm. 
Do you understand? So you can still expand. When we Brexit, mm. we'll used to have to go to work. Yes. Yeah. Will people still have to go to work? Yeah. Do corporates, do lawyers, do business people still have to stay in hotels? Mm. Absolutely. Do they mm. still have to find places to stay? Mm. Yes. That's why we're going to have a booming business when we Brexit. Mm. Contractors are people who build properties. Mm. So will developers still be building massive buildings in Canary Wharf and, mm. and, and Stratford? Yes, they will. Mm. Contractors still need somewhere to stay. So you've got to get a little bit more wiser and you've got to see what's going to happen and put plans into place. So I'm not worried whether we Brexit or whatever yeah, happens in yeah, Brexit. I'm saying there's all, always yeah. an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it's the smarter people that say, hey, do you know what? This is going to happen. Let's put this in plan. Mm -hmm. Let's win. That's it. That's it. But that's just one of the yeah. strategies. So for the other, the other one that I mentioned, the wrapper money strategy, also known as deal packaging, one of the reasons I loved that, and I was on holiday this week, mm. and I earned £3,000 while I was on holiday mm. from this same strategy. So a client said, hey, I'm looking for a property in this location. Mm -hmm. My job's really simple. My job is to go and find that person, that property, mm. and serve it to them. And they pay me, mm. which is something you can do from your house, which is something I did from Greece. Yeah. And on a laptop and a phone. Yeah. On a laptop and a phone. Mm. All of a sudden on Stripe, bang, £3,000 paid mm. for services rendered. Mm. When I learned about that strategy, and I fell into that by mistake, yeah. because I was, remember, when I lost all those properties from mm. Mr. Yusuf, um, I would run around calling every single agent saying, hi, can I rent your property? Can I do this? Can I do a, create a hotel in your property? And they were like, no, no, no. Mm. But a year later, they started understanding the strategy. They started saying, oh, okay, well, this makes a bit more sense. Mm. I said, oh, hi, TJ, would you like to rent this property? Or mm. would you like to take on this? And I'm like, no, I'm only operating in this location and this location, yeah. so I'm really sorry. Mm. But one thing that I've always known is look for value. Mm. the estate agent said something just one tiny statement which is why it's good to listen and not be the one that wants to talk all the time yeah. the estate agent said something just as he got off the phone he said oh by the way uh, thank you so much do you know anyone else that might want this property mm. so I was like I don't know but again because I believe in providing value mm -hmm. I said I can find out for you so I went on Facebook and I typed in, I've got a property in so-and-so location. Does anyone want it? Yeah. Someone came through. I put them in touch with the estate agent. I put the, the client together. Mm -hmm. They did the deal. A couple months later, I got a phone call. He said, oh, hi, TJ. Can mm -hmm. you send me your bank details? I was like, for what? For what? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I didn't know. Because yeah. I wasn't expecting uh, I didn't know that was, it was a rule. I didn't even know it was a strategy. Yeah. So he then said, he paid me £800, which is the mm. lowest I've ever taken for a deal sold. Mm. So that man got a good deal. But mm -hmm. at that point, I was like, why did you pay me? He said, well, he did the calculation. He said, well, this property that you gave me is going to make me X amount of money over oh, the next three years. Yeah, yeah. So I have no problem paying you. Mm. I was like, wait, what you're saying is, yeah. if I got you more, you would pay me. He said, yes, absolutely. Mm. I don't have the time to find the property. And then there's a, there's a line of properties that you've been turning down. And because guess what I did? <laughs> Call oh, them up again. <laughs> hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I started building a business from there. Oh, and that business went off and done crazy figures yeah. only because... I discovered that I can be the middleman mm, because I have no mm, liability here, mm. but I'm able to make thousands of pounds by just helping putting two people together. Mm. And that's it. The middleman game. That's, that's it. it. That's it. TJ, it's been fantastic having you on. I mean, even in the time span that we've been on, I've, I've picked up so much Thank valuable so knowledge. Much. And the thing is, I wasn't even expecting it to be just, I mean, I thought it was just going to be a property yeah. conversation, <laughs> but I didn't know that it was going to be like an insightful life conversation about kicking me up the arse and kicking my audience up the arse <laughs> and ensuring that they go out there and go for stuff that yeah. they want. But before we roll, um, mm -hmm. what advice do you have for like young aspiring businessmen okay. or, and women? 
Do you know cool. what I mean? People just wanting to get out there and do something. They have an idea, a vision, but they, they're yet to start. Okay. As you probably noticed, I'm very straightforward with it. Mm. And the only thing I can say is attempt. Mm. Try it. You're never going to know whether it's going to work or not. Yeah. A lot of people don't attempt because they're scared of how other people are going to judge them. Yeah. But when you actually deep it, as these young kids say, mm. they envy you. Mm. They wish they had the confidence yeah. to actually start it. So all this about, oh, they're going to laugh at me if it fails. Mm. Remember that failure is your superpower. Mm. So let it fail so that you can come back stronger and say, ha ha, you bloody donut. Yeah. You didn't believe in me. Boom. This is, the, this is mm. what's going to happen. I can guarantee one thing. If you attempt, mm. eventually it will come to pass. Mm. But if you sit on your ass and you don't do anything about it, you're just going to be like the other internet gangsters chatting shit about other people because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be envious. Yeah, 100%. So I'm saying if you yeah. want to start anything in life, mm -hmm. attempt. Yeah, 100%. Number two, get some help. Mm -hmm. If there's someone in the space that you want to get into, contact them. Mm -hmm. Send them a DM. Say, hey, I want to do this. Bam. And then learn from them. Yeah. And if you have to put money into their pocket, mm -hmm. then absolutely put money into their pocket. If you have to offer them mm -hmm. this... I'm saying this for other people. Don't come and say you want to work for me for free. But, <laughs> but if you've yeah. got to do that, then offer it to them. 100%. But there's so much pride and so much ego. Let go of all of that yeah. stuff. If you genuinely want something, not that your friends want it, so therefore you want it. If it's something really you really want, want yeah. then do anything and everything to become yeah. that. And one thing, I mean, touching on that, one thing I realized as well, people that are at a certain level, a certain pinnacle in their, in their field, mm -hmm. and they, they actually love being contacted. Absolutely. And I started realizing that when I got into the podcasting world, because I thought, okay, I'm going to struggle to get guests on. And I kind of did initially, but once I actually had content for people to yeah. go and review, Anyone I hit up, they're on it. I like, I've, I've never really had a horrible reply. Yeah. It's either I'm not around or, like, I'm extremely busy at the moment, but I'll hold it back in September or whatever, like, sometime down the line. But most people are willing to share. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, when it comes to a position where you're trying to get into their business, you have to understand that there's a different approach. Because with a podcast, they're sharing knowledge Absolutely. and a bit of their time. But you're not going to say, okay, I want to work with you and be earning 10K you know just what? because I've holiday. you. That's a bit different. <laughs> Do you know what's really interesting? Um, I carried out a test this week, last week. Mm -hmm. I DM'd and LinkedIn sent LinkedIn messages to I think 20 people mm. so I'm in the process of writing my new book I think mm. it's going to be called uh, Success mm. um, How to Live Your Life Like a CEO yeah. so the whole idea is what are the key things that CEOs are doing to grow their businesses mm. and what we can take from those key things and implement in our normal lives mm -hmm. um, so I sent a bunch of messages on by DM to a bunch of mm. blue tick people and I got two replies. Mm. Two replies from people. That's a high that, percentage, yeah. For people yeah, exactly. I was, not, really truth, busy. I was not expecting yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah. One of them just said, hi, thanks for reaching out. Please come back to me with further information. Mm. And the other person said, I would love to assist. Mm. And I'm like, I wasn't expecting this. Mm. But the point I'm trying to make is you never know unless you try. Mm. Like, do the craziest thing. If you want to start up a podcast, contact someone who's doing it. Contact Francis mm. and say, can you give me some advice? No, if you definitely. Want to yeah. Learn something. Mm. Let go of your pride, man. It's all mm. pride that's keeping people down. Just ask the question. The worst that they can say is no. I mean, how can your confidence be affected by someone telling no by <laughs> yeah. DM? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, if, it, yeah. then if your confidence is affected by that, then you've got you're other issues trouble. you need to deal you're with, big, man. Big you're in big trouble. Yeah. Maybe you're not even ready to even start considering that. Mm -hmm. Go wild. Go crazy. Yeah. Try and take over the world. Hundred percent. Now that's a beautiful advice, there, yeah. man. But what, what works you got coming up? Like, what's what's coming up that you want people okay. to know about? Stuff that I'm gonna put yes. down in the description. Cool. So throughout September. October, 
maybe November, mm-hmm. I've got a series of property training events, which okay. are completely sick, free, sick, sick. where I'm going to be teaching people how to start a property business yeah. using either no money, which don't get me wrong, there's a lot of um, backlash on that term, mm. um, and don't expect to get into the property market with no money, mm. but using a low money strategy. So when I say low money, I'm talking about being able to start a property business with around a thousand pound or maybe two thousand mm. pound, and generating four hundred, five hundred, six hundred pound to a thousand pound per month. Mm. So I'm going to be teaching people that it's going to be three, four hours of both strategies and how you can potentially change your life with just one property deal. Um, so if you guys want to pop along, um, I'm sure Francis yeah, will put the no, information definitely in. will do. And then, yeah, that would be TJ's great. been super insightful, man. I'm oh, really grateful so that much, you man. you spared your time to come down here. You're an extremely busy man thank and so I really appreciate it. We'll definitely My catch pleasure. up again and keep a track of each other's journeys and see where we head with this. No, thank you so no, much. I'm loving the work you're doing in the community as well. Thank that was you. a big, big one for me in particular because I feel like more of us need to do Need to do more. We need to do more, yeah, definitely. Especially if we're we're in the position where we can help, we're in a position where we can even advise. Even if we can't help, like monetary wise, we can advise. Contribute, we can just yes. have a positive input into the community because giving back is essentially the key of humanity. Absolutely, we're, we're out here doing so much. We're out here trying to do so much, and along the journey as well, we should be helping each Absolutely. other along. Absolutely, there are the downtrodden, there are those who are struggling, and there are those who just don't have the information. And that's what podcasts like these are here yes. for. And there's many others out there as well putting out great content and information like yourself so TJ I hope as that, I said man. I hope it was value to the people that watch it I yeah. hope you guys get what you want from it I know we're supposed to talk about property but yeah. as, as I mentioned right from the yeah. beginning there's no point talking about property if we don't kind of deal with the, the foundation as 100%. well but yeah I TJ, hope it's good it's been an absolute thank pleasure thank you so much Bless, I appreciate, appreciate it now that was it yeah.